Amazing But True podcast. Jake Brown, Nelson Figueroa, live from City Field today. We have a show coming up live from Ebbs Brewing Co. that we did before the game right outside City Field. But the Mets win today 6-0. They take 3-4 of four from the Miami Marlins. A big series victory. A couple of injuries to note. Jeff McNeil, hamstring tightness. We'll see what happens with him. J.D. Davis hit in the left hand by a pitch. The same hand that ended his season last year. We'll see how J.D. Davis is. David Peterson was fantastic, and he's doing it days away from his child on the way and likely will miss his next start, we assume, as his kid is coming. Seth Lugo will miss a couple of days here as he has a kid. So guys on the move left and right. We might see Daniel Palka here. We'll see some roster changes. But all in all, a good series win for the Mets. Coming up next on Amazing But True with Jake Brown and Nelson Figueroa, you will hear our live show from Ebbs Brewing Co. outside City Field. And you also hear our interview from before the game with Mets reliever Tommy Hunter. It's all next on Amazing But True from the New York Post. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Queens, New York. Mets take the field. So amazing. Amazing but true. Orange and blue. So amazing. Here's the pitch. New York folks, it's out of here. We got you. Do you believe it? Do you believe in miracles? Yes. So don't sit here and call out the players who are busting their ass trying to win games. They teased us. They teased themselves. They're teasing us. They didn't tease you. No, look at my brass cojones because I throw the ball. You like that, Spanish Academy? You can't talk the talk and not walk the walk and then expect everybody to be okay with it. That's all. I've done enough scoreboard watching. The only scoreboard that matters is the one that's in front of our face. Next week is probably going to be an intervention. So let's talk about it next on Amazing But True. Woo! Welcome to Amazing But True, our New York Mets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown here alongside my co-host, former Mets pitcher. Give it up for Nelson Figueroa. Now the pitching coach, of course, for the Staten Island Ferryhawks. We are live, reporting live from Ebbs Brewing Co. outside of City Field. Used to be McKellar's. By McFadden's, now it's just closed, Figgy. A lot of good times at McFadden's. A lot, a lot of, of drinks times. were had. A lot of dances were had. A lot of <laughs> things were had at McFadden's. But we were at Ed Brewing Co. getting you ready for Mets-Marlins game four of a four-game set. The New York Mets, 20 games over 500. Jake Brown, Nelson Figueroa. Follow us on Twitter, at Amazing But True. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Go find us. New York Post Sports YouTube. Andrew Hartz is with it. Give it up for Andrew Hartz on the ones and twos. He'll be giving you guys some Mets trivia later on. I have a ton of free giveaways that I'll just give away. I'll throw at people. Maybe I'll give you some easy questions, like uh, who is the Mets mascot? And, yeah. uh, and I'll give it away. you're not good at those. Yeah, so uh, we won't give away uh, hard questions for you guys. But anyways, Figgy, happy Juneteenth. Happy Father's Day to you. Yes. A father. A father and Juneteenth. 
Yes, a big day. All in the same. Normally it's my off day and I get to just do the podcast from the city and go back home. Get to take in a Met game as well. And also my daughter's graduating today, six o'clock. Graduated from Weehawken High School and heading to Rutgers University. She's going to be at Rutgers uh, uh, Gymnast. Congrats to her. And that, that is a good excuse for us to not do a post-game pod. That's exactly uh, why we're not doing Because you would it. not have avoided traffic at 5 p.m. on a Monday he really in, thought, in New York. He, he said to me, he goes, hey, we could be done probably around 4, 45, 5 o'clock. He goes, you should make it back to Jersey by 6 during rush well, hour. I figured if, if you got a helicopter. This is a 31-year-old man who has no kids, no responsibility, and takes the train. I got food babies coming in nine <laughs> months. A lot of chicken parm heroes are in my belly as we speak. Dollar but figure we got to uh, put the dollar in the tip jar. Uh, we got to speak before the game just now to Tommy Hunter. Great guy. Just came back. Probably should have finished the game on Sunday. They brought Joelle in. It doesn't matter. Mets couldn't score against, you know, Alcantara, who's just unbelievable. A Cy Young candidate. We got to speak with Adam Adovino, a New York native. A guy that, what did you play? Youth ball together or something? Youth service. It's youth service. Youth Explain ball. what youth that serve. is. So youth service is one of the best uh, organized baseball leagues in the tri-state area. People come from all over to try out for the team. They usually have their tryouts in the wintertime, and you don't go home from the, uh, the workout until somebody throws up. And whoever throws up is the guy who gets cut. So every week someone gets cut until they whittle down to their team. And it's uh, Manny Ramirez, Frankie Rodriguez, Sean Dunstan, Julio Lugo, myself, John Rodriguez. Uh, on my team alone, uh, when we won the championship, we had nine guys get drafted from that summer league team. So pretty impressive uh, what they've been able to do over the years. And uh, Adam Adovino was also one of those guys. When I throw up, it's vodka soda mixed with white wine and some white claws. Yeah, but For you're you, not, it's running. You're not 13, 14 years old, bro. Yeah, had a rough, rough <laughs> night last week uh, after mixing drinks. You got to be careful with that figure, you know. We're sticking beer with beer before here. before liquor. Yeah, beer before liquor. No, liquor before beer, you're in the clear. And be beer before liquor, you're never sicker. Yes. What? See, you didn't know that part. That's so why you got there will sick. There will be no liquor had. We're on God. duty today. No, we're not drinking. We're having a single beer at Ebb's Brewing Co. But Figgy... The Mets are 20 games over, and there's some things here and there that suck. You know, there's, there's depth things. There's the bullpen issues. But overall, this team is so fun right now. Different storylines that pop up every day. I loved Friday and Francisco Lindor, emotional. You know, the home run is first at bat. His mom's there for the first time. I've sat at a game, you weren't pitching, but with your mother, and she was a fun time, and, you know, she, I'm sure she loved. Hold on! Hold on! Whoa. This you is thought, a PG rated You thought you were going to just run right by We that. were eating in the suite, you know, that's it. But, um, you, you know, were that's... in a suite with my mom? You were there! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, in other news, um, but, you know, that's a cool story for him. His, her, his, the first time she's there in two years as a Met, she's been sick, you know, COVID, everything that's gone on. He homers his first at bat, Met scored 10 runs. It's a, just another story, as I keep saying on the podcast, of the Mets yearbook 2022 is going to be so lit in three years when we're in a rain delay watching on SNY. <laughs> it's, it's such a special team, and, and you see all the human interest stories, right? This is a team that you can find a reason to get behind each and every one of these guys. Just a year ago, everyone got behind the, why are we paying this guy $320 million? He sucks, right? Now, all of a sudden, you realize... 340, what, actually. Uh, I mean, give or take. But what you realize is how, what he brings to this team, both on and off the field. He's an inspirational leader. He's a guy that has a smile on his face, even through the toughest of times. He never hid from the media, even when he was struggling. He was on the top step, always rooting his teammates on, and always wanting 
the best for this team and this organization. It's not just about the money to, for him, you know what I mean? With, where with a lot of guys, it's like, eh, they go home, they don't even think about it. He, dwell, he, he dwelt on it so much last year where he couldn't come through in the clutch. He didn't have a good game, but his defense kept the, you know, the team in ball games. His uh, base running ability kept the team in ball games. Now the way that the Mets are constructed, you have a lot of these guys. You have a Starling Marte, you have a Brandon Nimmo, guys who are running the bases and, and at a different level. You have so many different weapons and so many different ways to win ball games. It's fun to watch Mets baseball. It's no longer hoping for a couple of walks and a guy to maybe hit a home run. Keep waiting for Pete Alonso to come up, especially when he's hitting 50 home runs. You know, that's one, that's one every third game. So I think what you have right now is you have a team who have bought in to the Buck Showalter, you know, manifest in the beginning of the season. They're going to be a good team, and they're going to be a good team for a long time. I don't want to hear the booze for Lindor anymore. I'm sick of it. I know he's getting paid a lot of money. The guy's got 52 RBIs. You know, he had a big hit yesterday, and then we know we'll talk about in a minute what happened with Seth Lugo and the issues that he's been having. But he keeps driving and runs. He's, his defense, I mean, Friday he made some stellar plays. Stellar plays all weekend. He's a leader like we always talk about. He's always clapping. He's on the top step. He's been great on and off the field, and I think people need to appreciate what Lindor brings. Forget the damn money. We got the richest owner on the mother effing planet right now. He wipes his ass with million-dollar bills, literally. He is Charmin on crack, Steve Cohen. He is a rich, rich man. Sorry, there's children here. That's why I was a semi-clean version. But he wipes his booty with million-dollar bills. Much better. And when you have $14 billion, $340 million is nothing. And I think he's been tremendous for this team, like you said. You needed a superstar. The Mets yeah. needed a superstar. They needed someone to go along with the homegrown talent that they had, where they had Dominic Smith as he was coming up, and he was doing well. He was one of the names. Pete Alonso took his job. Pete Alonso was the next guy to, you figure to carry the torch. Michael Conforto was supposed to be the guy who was in a Met uniform until, you know, he didn't want to be anymore. Right now, he's still a free agent, and... Pete Alonso is probably that next guy that would take over the mantle as a captain. But Lindor is here guaranteed for the next 10 years. So it probably will be Lindor that gets the C on his jersey, who, because of what he brings to the table, he's that super bona fide superstar who has done it. He's been on all-star teams. He's been to the playoffs. That's what you want is a guy who's been there, done that. And I love the fact that not only did he go through that slump, I hated that it was a season-long slump, but he went through that slump, and there's never going to be a time this year that's ever going to be tougher than what he went through last year. Although he did pick it up late in the season, you know, the big game against the Yankees, the three, three home Day. Game, yeah. uh, what, what was the call by the ESPN broadcaster? La Santa Maria! Santa Maria. We'll take you to the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy a little bit later. We were at the Cookie Carrasco Spanish Academy yes, he tried to help. before the game. What did he teach me? He car? He taught, car. You car? he taught you car and then ugly car. And yeah. How do you it, say ugly car again? Uh, uh, Jake Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I am a Toyota Prius, apparently. Um, There's well, nothing wrong with a Toyota Prius. Listen, I'm a Murcielago. Listen, a, a Toyota Prius is a nice. You've never been in one. By the way, in honor of Francisco Lindor today, I wore my uh, Mr. Smile. Mr. Smile shirt. Shout out to the thrift shop. Throw it on now. We are all smiles for Max Scherzer, who might be on his way. Let's give it up for Max Scherzer one time. The ace is coming. DeGrom's on the way, but Scherzer will make a rehab start on Tuesday. There is a chance, as John Heyman of our own New York Post reports, we might see him on Sunday. Do you think they're, they should rush him? I, I like him back 4th of July weekend Take at City Field against the Texas Rangers. Um, I would rather that, but it's a good sign that he's on his way back. But with the oblique injury, you got to be careful, Figgy. Always. And you, don't, you can't tell if it's fully healed until you go max effort. 
and not just for Max Scherzer, but you, you won't Dad be able joke. to tell until you go 100%. You've got to be able to go 100% off of a mound with the adrenaline, with the uniform on, the, under the lights, and against somebody in a different uniform. So until that happens, you don't push it, you don't rush it, you let it take as much time as you need, especially when you have... I wouldn't say it's as comfortable as it was because, my God, the Braves. Is, is anything worse than seeing these guys? It's like Jaws. They're, they're slowly coming after you. You know they're, you know, you were at one point is what, nine and a half game lead? Mm-hmm. Ten game lead almost? And you're laughing going, oh, this is going to be easy. Nah, you knew it wasn't going to be easy, but I didn't expect it to be, uh, you know, things in the mirror are closer than they appear. The Braves are right there, but I don't want to rush Max back. I want Max, I want DeGrom, and I want them for the second half nice and strong. It's deja vu. It's five-and-a-half game lead right now, entering Monday, Figgy. And the news has just come in, and we'll talk about it. Seth Lugo on the paternity list. He will have his kid. Yes, three days from now. Either today, tomorrow, no, in day. the coming days. I just talked to him uh, when I went down to the clubhouse. So, so you have the exclusive. I have the, I have the exclusive. What did Seth Lugo tell you? Uh, I thought he had the baby. and His wife, Amanda. Amanda, shout out to Amanda. Uh, great people. They're always doing stuff you know, with the Mets wives, um, uh, with all the charity events. Amanda has been an integral part of that since day one. Um, you know, they, he had told me, you know, he was excited about having his kid and excited about it. And this was back in spring training when we were talking to him. Yep. And I had just assumed that, you know, he had already had the kid or was very close. On their way, he said three days, and in the next three days, he's going to be a papa for the second time. And very, very excited for him, his wife, and for his mom, Vicky, who's a, a Twitter follow. Big Twitter, Twitter, Twitter personality. Loves Vicky Lugo. Uh, and I'm very excited for him. I had a chance to talk to him, and I did discuss with him what I had said about his arm swing and his arm pass. Tell the people here what you said about Lugo. So Lugo, I believe his struggles stem from changing his arm path during the season. Normally you take the off season, you take spring training in its entirety to kind of work on mechanical stuff that you change. He legitimately tried changing something. Um, in his mechanics where he shortened up his arm path and instead of going long down below his waist he pulls the ball straight back so and what he was doing was and we had the conversation was he was pulling back using his hand to go back first instead of his elbow going back first now when his elbow goes back first it's a shortened up stride backwards to then release the ball on time he's getting closer and closer to being that guy that's comfortable with it but you know he says everything has better life to it everything has better movement to it when it's on but it's just those moments it seems like it's not on. He runs into trouble. He gives up like he did that grand slam where he made the pitch right before. It was at that same spot, and then it ran back in just a little bit more, wound up giving up the, the grand slam. But he's still a guy that I think is going to be right there and, and someone you can count on down the stretch. And the shortened arm path, he feels it's going to help his arm um, you know, respond quicker and be able to throw in more games this season. And I know people and people on Twitter want us to just, you know, Dump all over said Lou. He was terrible. What he hasn't been reliable. Listen, he hasn't been. But you got to factor in there's stuff going on at home. One, he's got the new kid. Two, his other son was very sick yes. and had, I believe, heart surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff weighs in the back of your mind when you have stuff like that going on in your life. So I think we have to look at that. And listen, these are players. They make a ton of money. We can't make excuses. But you just got to realize maybe you can't trust him as much as you could the old Seth Lugo, but there are things going on in his personal life that might be affecting how he's pitching. Oh, without a doubt. And I think people are getting more and more aware of things of that nature. You're talking about mental health. You're talking about guys just getting booed. You're talking about guys who are showing, you know, that it's, it's not all glory just because you're making money. There's a lot of pressure that you're under every single day. There's a lot of pressure to not only be good one time, but to be good every time. 
And it's an impossibility, right? You strive for perfection, you're never able to attain it. But the biggest thing I, I think is that you have to be able to understand that these guys are human. And with everything that they have going on, they have a job to do, and they know that. And they'll be the first to tell you that there are no excuses. There's no reason why, um, you know, if they're available, if they showed up to work that day, they wanna be the best that they can be. And everything else is, it happens after the ball game. But normally when you're done with the ball game, you get home, go home to see family and friends, and you get a chance to relax and smile. When things aren't going well at home, or there's a, a lot more pressure at home than there is in a ball field, you start, you know, you feel it doubly. So, you know, it, it's not always uh, the right thing, and, and it's a spur of the moment thing where fans boo without considering all the different things, and they have the right to, and they'll be the first. The players have always done that. There's, even Javi Baez has said, you know, enough's enough because it's your home fans, but if I'm playing poorly, great. But it wasn't he was always playing poorly. He'd have a bad game, strike out four times. Next day, he might hit three home runs. And they would still boo him just because, you know, he w went with the whole thumbs up thing or, well, was it thumbs up or thumbs, thumbs down? down. It was yeah. Thumbs down. Thumbs up. He probably would have been fine. I, no, yeah. I, I actually, I actually <laughs> thought it was a different finger, quite frankly. But I just think that that's something that in this day and age, you're starting to see it more and more in every sport. You know, where you you gotta, uh, it's not just appreciate the athletes, but you gotta, you have no idea the depths of what anyone is going through. And so, if you're not going to do it to someone on the street, how dare you do it to someone who's trying to play a game for your team, help your team win, and then you think that you're entitled to do that. And replacing Seth Luger on the roster, let's welcome back Dom Smith. He's on his way back. Round of applause for Dom. Dom is a conundrum. Is that the right word for it? Love him. Great guy. I, is it, you a, can't use a word if you don't know what it means. Let me look it up. Because, listen, my mom did SAT tutoring, but I, I forget. A confusing and difficult problem or question. That's correct. Because <laughs> Very good application of the word. He, he, he knows. He, conundrum. That's a lot of syllables. Jake, very good SAT word. Uh, you know. Good hitter at times, but has been terrible to play. But you love him as a person. He's a leader. He's back up. He was crushing it at AAA. Now's his chance again. He's going to get an opportunity. And he's running out of time because you know Steve Cohen, like we said, he's got the wall. He's got the money for the Mets to go get another bat, whether that's J.D. Martinez, whether that's someone else. The Mets probably need a new DH. J.D. Davis has been okay. Dom has not been. But these guys got to prove themselves now because they might lose those chances to play if Steve Cohen goes out and gets another hitter. Steve Cohen has no friends. He's not here to make friends. He, That's not he, true. It, he's not. He doesn't care about your feelings. What he cares about is winning by all costs. And I do mean costs. And so if it means that they have to make moves to get, make this team better, he will do it. He's, he, he just literally flushed $40 million down the drain. And it wasn't because Robinson Cano is a bad person. You know, he could have kept him around. He could have left him as the 26th man on the bench and just made him pinch hit every now and then. Mm -hmm. But you know what? He said it doesn't make the team better. It does not make the team better. And this team was, is at a point, and it's a very pivotal point because they were running away with it. And now all of a sudden you see them slowly, you know, uh, the, the lead is dwindling. And it's teams like the Phillies who fired their manager. Tough decisions have to be made. And Steve Cohen is the right guy to make those decisions. Dom Smith, he's not a casualty of it. Sometimes it happens. You have to go down for, to AAA, get your mojo back. And he went down there and didn't hang his head. What did he do? Went down there and hit the cover off the ball. Now he's back up here. And hopefully it's not for a three-day audition. You know, there's, there's plenty of guys that can you know, be moved around. There's plenty of guys that can be optioned. And maybe Dom Smith is the guy to stay, and he can pick it up where he left off last year. Well, speaking of flushing, but I'm bummed. Nick Plummer, 
might be flushed down at AAA in exchange for Daniel Polka. We'll see if that happens any day. I just get him boost on the crowd. Tomatoes are being thrown at me uh, for that terrible dad joke, a figgy special over here. But my, minor leagues, Max Scherzer. No, mine are good. Uh, you suck. Uh, <laughs> Dad joke season. Why couldn't Dairy Queen get pregnant? She was married to Mr. Softy. That's from my dad uh, himself. Max Scherzer. Boo! Max Scherzer will pitch for Binghamton tomorrow, throwing to James McCann in a rehab start. So the Mets have their starting catcher, which might draw some oohs and ahs because he can't hit at all. But the ERA has skyrocketed. And we talked about on the show how backup catchers, third-string catchers, don't have the same rapport as a guy like McCann with these guys. So we got Scherzer on the men. We got McCann on the men. DeGrom's going to be a little longer because he's got to basically go through, what, spring training. Yeah. He's going to have to get four to five rehab starts where Scherzer might only get one, maybe two most. That's a little ways away. But things are on the men here for the Mets who are already 20 games over and, uh, you know, have gotten through the West Coast stretch, Mm -hmm. now have normal time games, which – us people and older people and people who aren't awake, like uh, 47-year-old Figgy, uh, aren't up. Eight, eight. Don't, 48? Don't, could slide me, bro. I got to say, you are aging gracefully. I'll compliment you for something. You do not look 48. You do get some grays coming in right now. That's you, from you. Uh, you got to get a jump. Why do you think I have no hair? Because of you. <laughs> you got to get some Just for Men hair color. Where's Keith when you need him here? Nice. Although we may have a live show, by the way, for the Keith Hernandez retirement. So stay tuned for that. As well as Old Timers Day and maybe Subway Series. So uh, listen for that. But guys are on the mend here. You're listening to Amazing But True. Jake Brown, Nelson Figueroa, Andrew Hart's here. We're going to go through a couple questions from Instagram right now, from the New York Post Instagram. And then we'll do some giveaways for everyone here. We'll give some easy uh, trivia questions. Hey, this is Tommy Hunter, Mets pitcher, and you're listening to Amazing But True. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So we got like a couple of questions here from New York Post on Instagram. First of all, Figgy, maybe you can answer this. Where's Big Sexy? <laughs> Big Sexy is a mind frame, right? It's not necessarily a one person. Actually, Big Sexy, Bartolo Colon. Um, Bartolo Colon is back and forth between the U.S. and Dominican often. And there is a possibility that Big Sexy will be making an appearance, at least an appearance, uh, with the Staten Island Ferryhawks. Um, Where Figgy is the pitching coach? I, I, he's going to come in and he's going to work out a few times and see how he feels. And uh, tell you what, if he's available, we'd love to see him. I've told him often, how, not just Met fans, but baseball fans all over would come out to see that, um, just to see him go out there. And I said I even w- we would suspend the universal DH for a day just to let him have <laughs> as many at-bats as he needs. We're going to break the rules with the Atlantic League. I'll make a call to Rick White, the president of the league, and see if uh, Bartolo can just hit for himself the whole game, even if he's not pitching. But um, what are the uh, is that happening? Like, because it, it, you're an idea. You're the Adam Schefter of Bartolo Colon news right now. Listen, it's been it's been an idea um, from the very beginning. Uh, you see him on Instagram, still pitching and working out in the Dominican Republic. He's still in tremendous shape. And yes, I often joke that round is a shape, but he is uh, still has a, a blessed 
uh, arm and the ability to throw strikes. And it would be unbelievable for my guys and girl to uh, see Bartolo Colon in action, to see what a, uh, a guy who can throw one pitch for 92 pitches and still compete at a very high level. And just his command, his, his presence. Um, and he's a hard worker, man. You watch him on Instagram and some of his workouts and stuff like that. I would love to have him in a Fairy Hawk uniform and do everything I could to make that happen, to bring, you know, Big Sexy back to New York. I, I heard you were giving away tickets or something. Is that true? We are going to be giving away tickets. Uh, so we got to clear it with the post. Anytime we you know have a giveaway like tickets, we have to make sure that we'll all, do it off the air. We have to do a waiver and make sure you know everything's on the up and up. But I was given permission Switching to give away Fairy Hawk tickets, so I'm announcing it here. We're gonna do some promo stuff over the week. Uh, might be some Fairy Hawk trivia, might be some Mets trivia. But if uh, the correct answers will, will be uh, DM'd, and we'll be getting you guys tickets to come out to some Fairy Hawk games. Edgardo Alfonso, the manager. I'm the pitching coach. We had Julio Tejeron, who was with us as our opening day starter. Um, he wound up signing and going to Mexico right now. He's in Tijuana. Um, I, I think he's pitching, but he's in Tijuana. Uh, the, there, there is a team there. Um, and, you know, we've, we've had uh, uh, some really good games as of lately. We've been playing much better baseball. Uh, Kelsey Whitmore, first woman to play professional baseball at that level at the Atlantic League. Um, she pitched just the other night. She had a scoreless inning, ground ball double play on one of the leading hitters in the league. She actually struck him out the first time she had faced him a couple weeks ago. Since that time she struck him out, he only had three home runs. He now has 18 home runs and 57 RBIs in two weeks. He said he was so pissed off that he struck out against her that he started focusing a little bit harder. And it wasn't a discredit to her. He just was like, wow, the pitches that she throws move. They move a lot. And so he struck out on her. And he's like, I'm not taking it for granted anymore. Legitimately hit 15 home runs in two weeks. He is now uh, top two in the league in home runs and RBIs. He faced her again uh, Saturday night. And she threw him a first pitch sinker, which she didn't have the first time around. We've been working on it. She threw a sinker, goes down and away. He hits a first pitch ground ball double play. She gets out of the inning. And all he did was tip his cap to her in acknowledgement because that's what's happening now. Like guys are respecting her game. Um, they realize like the ERA is totally inflated because she had one bad outing where she left bases loaded. Uh, infielder came in and lobbed the ball. Guy hits a grand slam. They all got put on her. But she has gone out there and kept her head up high with a lot of pressure, immense pressure on her as being the lone representative for women's baseball right now. All eyes are on her, and I commend her on a daily basis because she busts her ass and she gets better and better and better. And guys across the league are coming out and they're, they're introducing themselves to her and, and, and giving her the, the praise that she deserves because she works as hard as anybody I've ever been around. Shout out to Kelsey. It's like Seth Lugo not getting charged for the runs on Sunday that Chris overcharged to Chris Bassett, who ended up getting the loss. All right, another question. Uh, from Instagram, Simmons underscore Brandon. Biggest need before the deadline? Got to be reliever, Figgy. This team needs an elite reliever. It might not be a hater from the Brewers, but this team needs someone reliable. Drew Smith's been fantastic, but can you rely on him? Seth Luger, like we said, been shaky. Adam Adovino, we like him. We talked to him before the game. I don't know if you could always rely on him. You got to go get an elite reliever. You need a bat, too. If you get DeGrom Scherzer back, a starter isn't urgent. But I think an elite relief pitcher, whether that's a lefty or righty, is a need for this team if they want to win a World Series. Yeah, I feel like Chase and Shreve, you know, he's had his good moments, but we're starting to see some. They were a long time ago. We're seeing like. a lot of bad moments pile up. Um, you know, Joelis Rodriguez, he seems to be the guy that can fill a multitude of roles. But, I mean, you're still looking at a guy with like a 5 ERA. You need a left-handed guy that 
puts fear in, in, in hitters. You need a left-handed guy that you know you can count on, a guy that you can put in big situations. And it's not just to get lefties out because now you have to face three guys, right? So you want to be able to get out lefties and righties. The dream of having Hader, the Brewers aren't giving that up. The expanded uh, playoffs make it difficult for any team to really give it up. So you're going to have to look to teams like the Oakland A's. You're going to have to look for teams you know that, that are definitely out of contention who may have a power arm that they want to, you know, uh, part with and get some prospects for um, but, but yes bullpen you can never have enough arms and the starter the starting rotation is going to get stronger and stronger here when those uh, two guys three guys come back McGill is going to be on the mend as well for a little while uh, you know that this is around the time where you start having to see what your front office brings to the table and you know ownership is going to be behind it so if you're going to make a splash I say go big right now you try to do something that's going to stymie the, the Braves and the movement that they have by just continuing to win with them and, and staying ahead of them in the race. Yeah, reliever or two and a bat would be big. All right, last one from IG, and then we'll do some giveaways uh, from Tom Dadmullen. Will we see any of the highly touted rookies called up prior to September call-up? I mean, Alvarez is the guy we've been talking about nonstop. He's just tearing the cover off the ball in double-A. Why not? I mean, why not bring him up, start one game a week at catcher, be a DH here and there. The other guy would be Mark Vientos, I think. Mm -hmm. He's in AAA, 11 homers, 31 ribbies, and 250. Um, I think Alvarez has got to be the number one guy. I don't think there's a ton of bats in AAA. Polka will probably see this week, but he's not a highly touted prospect. Kind of a journeyman, but yep. crushing the ball in AAA. Mm -hmm. We might see him, but I think Alvarez, the one guy we're looking at, we might see. Yeah, and when it comes to guys that you're going to see here for a long time in the future, like you, you not necessarily have to rush them, right? Is it a position that you need right now? Um, you know, McCann's back on the men. McCann comes back. Now you're looking at, you have, you know, Mazika going back down, the three-headed monster of, of catchers you don't have to worry about. I know we want to see Alvarez, and, and of course you want to see Alvarez, but is it time to put Alvarez in a high-pressure situation, learning the staff on the fly, and then you get, you know, Max Scherzer doesn't like throwing to him because he doesn't like the sequencing, the way he calls. Or, you know, you want to give this kid time to be comfortable. And, and that would come with him catching guys' bullpens. You know, if he comes up here in September, if, uh, Syracuse is eliminated. Uh, I have no idea what their record is, but it's never really good. Oh, um, who cares? <laughs> exactly. So you want Alvarez to come up here for September. He's going to catch bullpens. He's going to get familiar with these guys in case something happens or in case you get down the home stretch. And Alvarez's bat maybe is a difference maker. You know, you keep him as a DH. A guy who can come off the bench late in the game and go in as, as a catcher. But I would not want to be, hey, let's see if he can block, you know, uh, DeGrom's slider in the dirt all of a sudden in the third game of the playoffs when we've never seen him do it. So I, I like the, the fact that they're going to take it slow with him. Um, it's probably frustrating for him, but I don't think so because he's so young. You know what? You've got to walk before you run. And I'm mm -hmm. so, uh, not that I'm tired of it, but these guys that are coming up at 19, 20 years old, it's great for the superstars that stay, but there's a lot of 19, 20 year olds you'll never hear from again because they get a cup of coffee, they get a taste of the big leagues, and teams realize, ah, eh, maybe he's not as good as we thought he is. He gets traded, he bounces around, and then he's gone. So I think Alvarez is a keeper for the long term, and I, I hope they take their time with it. And Syracuse is 25 and 40, so not having a great year. All right, Amazing But True, Jake Brown, Nelson Figueroa, at Amazing But True, subscriber if you get podcasts. Let's do some giveaways now. You want to start with Kyle? You want to, you want to, we'll give you a trivia question. Go up to Hearts over here. Shout out to Kyle, my longtime friend from Trumbull, Connecticut. Give you, we have a, a bag full of things I found I'm going to give away. Give Kyle something fairly easy, Hearts. You got a question here. Hearts will read your question. All right. We'll go with an easy one to start. What year did Mike Piazza get traded to the New York Mets? 
What year did Piazza get traded to the Mets? 99? 2000? No. 98? Come on! 98? Damn. Okay, let's just say, how about what team traded him to the Mets? Oh, damn. Either the Marlins or the Dodgers. Oh, Marlins. He was right. Okay, Marlins. He was right. He said the Marlins. All right, because I know you're a drinker. A Mets koozie. How can you tell? <laughs> How could Shout you out tell? to Kyle. Third try is the How charm. How could you tell? You're his friend. It would take a lot of drinking to stay that way. All right. <laughs> now we bring up another Trumbull man, Pirelli. Anthony Pirelli. Shout out to Pirelli, who uh, runs our social media for sports. Is this a conflict of interest? <laughs> Very well could be, yeah. I, I'm, I'm convinced he'll get something. I, don't, I can't have a shirt for you. you. These are large. That won't fit you. <laughs> All right. I used to call him Beer Belly Pirelli in high school. Before we even drank beer. Now he's skinnier than me, so times have changed. All right. Who hit the famous Grand Slam single? Robin Ventura. Robin ah. Ventura is right. Give him a round of applause. All right, Pirelli. So I have a couple items. A little dirty, but a rest in peace. Pedro Feliciano and Duaner Sanchez signed hat. Do you want that? We were at this game together. Duaner Sanchez and Pedro Feliciano. You can have it. There you go. Wait. Did, All right. Is that sweat? Yes. Oh. It's my. It's old. God. It's like 15 years old. I clearly sweat. That's a. That'll be worth a million dollars one day. All right. You can got you the take option. a picture Taco of that? hat, which I just washed. It kind of got ruined. I need a. I need a picture of that. I. <laughs> Are you just pulling stuff out of your like your closet? We have a wiper just... for your car. I got you. I'll leave it right there. A uh, scarf? You know what the these best part is? These are large. I don't know if these will fit you. I've never seen sweat stains in the shape of people's a autographs. Jay Bruce bobblehead? Does that intrigue you? Whoa! You'll take the taco hat. All right. Wait. It's, it's, wait. It went from Mets stuff to a taco well, hat. This one, I just put it in the wash and dryer, and it kind of ruined it. I've never put a hat in the washing machine, so what? you where, can take that. Where did you pull right, this stuff else, from? Someone come oh, up. God. Come on up. Come on up. All right. You got welcome, another question for him? Welcome to Jake's Thrift Shop. Yeah, this is the Jake <laughs> Thrift Shop. Jake, Jake donating all his stuff. You're a size large, right? Large if it's a large, large, or small, extra large. If that makes sense. All right. Give him a question. Oh, yeah, right. I hear you. What's I your name? Sweat. Sweat. See? Name. Where are you from? Andy and your show via Brooklyn. Andy. Go over there. Yeah. All right. Who did the Mets try to trade Wilmer Flores for before the 2015 trade deadline? Oh, good question. I, I'll just tell you what was wrong with him. He had a, we'll we'll no, give you a clue. We'll no. give you a clue. He was on the Mets prior. He wound up, no, no, after. after. Oh, he wound oh. up coming to the Mets anyway. He wound up coming to the Mets anyway. The issue they had with him. He was on them before. He came to the Mets. Yeah. He came up with the Mets and then came on the team again later yes. on. Outfielder. That's a good one. That is a good one. He, he gave him the hands. That's a tough one. And I feel like an asshole. Okay. He, <laughs> he was because I don't know. And Brewers. I don't he has the same nickname center as a Rockies outfielder. Center fielder. Right-handed hitter. I'll give you a clue. You store this on a plane. There's an area of a plane, his nickname. He said stowaway. I like it. <laughs> Phone a friend. Wait, who's friend? Wait, wait. I'm you, saying what, phone what, a friend. What would the first part of his name be in Spanish? Carol. <laughs> oh, that's going to send me over the edge. You drive it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Any, anybody help him? Yeah. Carlos Gomez. Carlos Gomez. 
Carlos, Carlos Gomez. Gomez. Right, go. Give him another try. one. We'll give Justin. We'll give right. Justin a shirt. Carlos Gomez. Cargo. I get, I, I get a, a new T-shirt for my non-answer. <laughs> give him a. Give him I'll give you another one. one. Give him an easy one. one. He, just got, wore, he just wore it last night. Unused T-shirts. <laughs> he just wore it last night. Unused. I'll give you another one. I have a Jay Bruce bobblehead. Have a Jay Bruce bobblehead. I'll take that. There you go. Yeah. All right. Lightning in a bottle. Lightning in a bottle. There you go. There you go. Do you want a New York Knicks shirt? There you go. He's giving away everything. All right, here's 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 an easier one. We'll go with this. Keith Hernandez, his number's getting retired. Who traded Keith Hernandez to the Mets? What team? Cardinals win. He got two prizes. He's good. You got a question for Justin now? We got a question for Justin. All right. You got it, brother. Justin, come on up. Who are the two managers that managed the Mets to World Series titles? David Johnson one. and two World Series. Terry Collins. The first one. 69. Not, not to the World Series, winning the World Series. There you go. There you go. There you go. He was right. You said to the World Series. To the World Series. You got that, it. There you go. That was, David Johnson, that was, that was a bonus. A, we gave him a shirt. Do you want a Mets beanie? Hell Mets yeah. beanie for you. This is Justin Rock a beanie. All right, one of the ladies come up. Come on up. Come up. Come up. Come, come on, Val. We'll give you an easy one. We'll give you an easy one. Come on up. Tell the listener's name, where you're from. Astoria. Astoria! Astoria in the house. All right. Who is the last Met to win the home run derby? Pete Alonzo. That's correct. Too easy. Too easy. Do you want shirt? Do you want a hat? Stocking? Jackie Robinson? Uh, Met shirt? Do you want a camera from like 2008? Wow. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for now. Let's check the memory card. Do you want a Let's scarf check as the well? Memory card. Okay. Yeah, a ca- it's actually a pretty, pretty nice camera. You up, David? All right. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, no. All right, who else? Starf. Starf. I love him. I, I don't know. Shout what's out to in Dave. There. I'm trying to see if there's a memory card in it. You want the camera? The, the, I think I think the battery's rusted shut. All right. Here's what I have left to give away: a swiper for your car. Swiper. Anyone want a swiper? Swiper. A Jackie Robinson shirt, anyone? Anyone? Dude, it doesn't open. You want this? <laughs> like that pulls down? I, I you can take both, because you're from Astoria. Um, we have a koozie, Post Sports Plus hat, anyone? I try to get in there, you can't get in there. All right, All right David, give him a question. All right, let's go with this one. Who was the 1986 World Series MVP? Ray Knight ah, is correct. Bang. Koozie? What do you like, a Post Sports Plus hat? A Jets hat? You want a Mets hat? All right. Well, that's not a new one. Now look at that uh, damn well, thing. No, listen. <laughs> he said new. It was, hey, it's, I need a picture of your new it, Jets it's hat. It's fresh out of the washing machine and dryer, which is, which is why that's it's ruined. Great. It was in my closet. Is it K- K-Rod? That's K-Rod. It's either K-Rod or, Pum- or Pelfrey. It might be Dave Rackadell. <laughs> It might be K-Rod. I don't know who that is. Look back in the roster. And I, 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 I can tell you who it's not. I, I'm not signing some sweaty guy's hat. We're going to have to research this. I would have stabbed him with the pen. All right, amazing but true. Off the rails here. Ebbs Brewing Co., Jake Brown, Nelson Figueroa. I'll give away a few of these other things. Tune into the show every Monday. Are those pants? We'll do a couple more live pods. This is a mask. Oh, it's Anyone a mask. want a Mets I mask? A Mets mask. I swear <laughs> I thought a, this was a Mets it, G-string. That is a Mets <laughs> I really... This, Jake, wore this, Jake wore this to the beach the other day. 
Oh, no one wants that image. How are you going to close the show off like that? I need, I need a picture. Somebody, tell me this is not what that looks like. I mean, come on. That is, no one wants that sight. It's about right. Amazing, amazing but, but amazing true. Amazing but true. Indeed. And when I say but, half his ass was hanging out oh, just God. looking at that. But um, bum wow. All right, we got a cut with Tommy Hunter coming up. Let's go watch the Met game. It's about to start in a few minutes. Everybody, thanks for coming out. Let's get a round of applause. Shout out to Andrew Hart. Shout out to Ebbs Brewing Co., Nelson Figueroa, Anthony Pirelli on social media. Tune in Amazing But True next week. Peace. All right, Amazing But True podcast. Jake Brown, Nelson Figueroa here with Tommy Hunter, who's back in the big leagues, one and two-thirds innings on Sunday. Tommy, how you feeling being back? How you feeling health-wise? How's everything going? Man, I'm ready. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I was a... Long, long little road back, and uh, you know we're here, and now we're going to play some ball. Yeah, my biggest thing is universal DH, godsend, huh? Yes, I'm, uh, I'm done swinging that bat, man. I, uh, I got out of it. Um, now, we're, now it's time to just, just play, and you know, just let the, let the kids play now. <laughs> it's sixteen to one. There's a pinch hit opportunity. Buck says, get on up there. Do you do it? No, I'm out. I'm out. I like my average. I like uh, I like going out where I am. Um, you know, I started 0 for 5, but 0 for 4, something like that. I don't know what it is, but I got my knock. We're done. We're done. Were there times when you're battling back where you're like, I don't know if this is worth it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Did you doubt yourself and take us from there to where you are right now? Yeah, I was done uh, completely. Uh, I, I don't I didn't know uh, you could be in that much pain. Uh, so, it, uh, it, it came back through. Um, little things started happening, playing with the kids again, uh, picking them up, holding them, doing that kind of thing. And then, you know, we went out in the backyard one day. I threw one of those little wiffle balls to the boy, and uh, I was like, well, let's see if we can do it. Long road back with injuries and dealing things of that nature. I know for you it's been you know, not the easiest of roads. And so to get back up here, when you get that call up, you know, is it just as exciting or even more exciting than the first time? You lose appreciation for uh, what you have here, uh, and that was that was something that was uh, like a big big part of it. Uh, going back to AAA, being in Port St. Lucie with uh, you know like doing the extended spring training, uh, it, it it definitely gave you the the little chills you got the you know the first couple years when you were on that rotation. Um, but yeah, uh, you you lose this, uh, you, you take it for granted. And then uh, when things are taken from you, uh, your appreciation comes back, and I think that's where I'm at. Tommy, do you feel it's early, but do you feel something special with this team? A lot of people are talking about Subway Series, World Series. In your short time here, have you felt something different about this Mets squad? Yeah, we're not, they're not scared. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think, I think there's uh, only one, one common goal in mind, and that's to, you know, raise the ship at the end of the year. Have you experienced the New York food yet? Do you have any favorite pizza Man. spots? Where are you eating at? I have not gotten the full experience, but um, I, I'm looking forward to whoever wants to show me around. Right. I will not turn that. I will not turn it down. You, you want a good sandwich? Sal, Chris, and Charlie's in Astoria. Next exit, Amori Pizza. If you want a good slice of pizza, best in New York. You know, you got Bleecker Street Pizza, Joe's in Manhattan. There's all your free recommendations. Tommy Hunter, good luck this season. We love you, man. Let's go.